Good morning, this is Ricky Jones with another episode of From Sunday to Monday. Here at River Oaks, we have started a new little seminar we are teaching on Thursday nights. It is called The Gospel and Race, and we are talking about race relations and racial injustice, what the Bible says about it, and how we as Christians can help and get involved. And I've decided to take that seminar and break it up into three parts. I am uh, teaching it alongside my associate pastor, Jonathan Dorst, and a local uh, school principal named Dan Hahn, who's done a lot of research and thinking on the subject of race relations and Christianity. So I'm going to make all of that information available to you as part of our podcast, and I'm going to divide it up so each day you'll hear from one or the other of us. Jonathan spoke first. This, in this particular meeting on our first seminar, he spoke about uh, what the Bible says about us all, all coming from one, uh, one creator, being created with dignity, and really kind of laid the found work, foundation work for uh, gospel relations. And then Dan spoke from his experiences and how he uh, was kind of moved from a uh, position of believing in reverse racism and not really believing racism was an issue at all, but something that was blown out of proportion and used uh, to empower certain pe- uh, certain special interest groups to, to the position that he holds now, uh, feeling very strongly about racial injustice. And then I just kind of cleaned things up a little bit at the end and spoke about racial injustice in general uh, and what my hopes are for the uh, for the class. So this first episode will be uh, Jonathan's teaching and then the second episode will be uh, Dan's and then the third will be mine and then next week we'll upload three more lessons. I hope you enjoy these. I hope they're thought-provoking. Uh, they'll probably be frustrating. All learning requires a little bit of frustration and ultimately I hope that you'll find that they are a great blessing to you. Uh, thanks for listening. This is from Sunday to Monday, the podcast of River Oaks Presbyterian Church. Well, we are so glad that you're here tonight. Looking forward to the next few weeks of, uh, of, of gathering together. And we, we did this class, and we're doing it here at the church because we believe that the gospel speaks to race and race relations and that the Bible, while it doesn't specifically, of course, address modern American race relations, uh, it does have a lot to say about how we treat each other and, uh, and about racial reconciliation. So we're going to look at those issues. And, uh, and we want to create, hopefully, a safe place where we can talk freely, where we can uh, exchange ideas, ask questions um, we don't want to embarrass anyone for a lack of knowledge or, you know, a lack of couth on these issues, but um, maybe we do want to stir you up to, to think and to, to maybe be um, challenged with some things maybe you've never thought of before, maybe challenge some of your assumption. We hope to have some of our assumptions challenged as well. Um, we're going to go, we're going to have a little bit of a schedule to this, how we're going to do this. I'm going to start, I think, each class with laying some of the biblical foundation um, for a given topic. So tonight we're going to talk about creation and being created in the image of God. So I'm going to lay that foundation. That's mostly what's on the handout here. And then Dan Hahn is going to sort of take that and draw out some 
more cultural, societal implications, educational implications. He's a, a principal at a middle school and, uh, and has thought long and read widely about these issues. And then, uh, and then after Dan, Ricky's going to get up and sort of tie together some of the things that we're talking about, expand a little bit about on those things. And then uh, if we don't go on too long, which is always uh, possible, uh, we're hoping to break up into small groups for f- maybe 10 minutes, and we've got some discussion questions to talk about so we could immediately process some of the stuff and then come back together and uh, talk about what we talked about. So um, I know we said we, we'd break about 7.45, and particularly if you have kids in the nursery, you know, probably 8 o'clock is when the, the child care workers are going to want to go home, but... Um, We'll try to let you out by then, but there's a lot to talk about. So let's get started. Let me pray for us. Father in heaven, we, we come tonight recognizing that uh, all is not as it should be in the world. It's not a surprise to anyone who's read the Bible and, uh, and anyone who's looked around in the world and certainly studied history, but there is... There's a lot uh, going on in the world and a lot of issues of, of race and, uh, and racial reconciliation that, Father, we want to really get your heart and mind on these issues. We want to um, be as iron, sharpening iron, as we talk to one another and as we encourage and challenge one another with truth and with Scripture and uh, even with our experience so, Father, we pray that you bless us as we study and as we talk, and, uh, and may we be, our words be seasoned with salt and be encouraging to one another. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So, I want to start with a question, um, which is which on, on the top of your handouts, and that is this question, on what basis can we claim that everyone is important, that all lives matter. We, t- we hear a lot about equality in our culture. Um, is there a good reason to believe in equality, that everyone uh, is equal and everyone has dignity? Uh, or is that something just something good that sounds good to say? Is there any basis on which to say that? Of course, I think for most people in America, it's a given. We think of Thomas Jefferson writing, all men are created equally, right? But if you look at history, you certainly see that it's not always been true in every culture, that people assumed that everyone is equal, right? In, in Greek, Greek philosophers talked about how some people are born superior to others. Uh, they're diff- and, and a lot of these things go back to really philosophical foundations, right? And and where we believe we came from. And there are a lot of different accounts about how the world began, right? And thus, why and how people exist. There's a famous one in ancient uh, Babylon called the Enuma Elish, which, which really uh, shows this battle between the gods that went on. And humanity was really created as sort of just a side part in this battle. Um, and then certainly there are, a lot of myth, myths like that. Um, and of course, 
a lot of us are familiar with more of a, of a naturalistic worldview, um, that there's no creator, there's no God, that there's just matter that came together and happened to form the world, and people grew out of that. And, and of course, that, tends to, that kind of worldview tends to emphasize a survival of the fittest. And, and, and some of those worldviews, and maybe both of these that I mentioned, people are a bit accidental. Right? There's no, not necessarily an inherent design and no reason to believe that people are equal, right? Well, the Bible claims right from the very beginning that people were created by one God out of nothing for a purpose, right? We read in Genesis 1 here. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Of course, you all know, this this takes place in the account of the six days of creation. God creates everything, right? Plants and animals. But those things he speaks into existence, people are the only things that God creates, he says, in our image. There's a qualitative difference. He's saying that people are like us. Now, what does that mean, that we're created in the image of God? Well, whole libraries have been written about what that means to be, to be made in the image of God. But I think one of the things it means, and I write here, big truth number one, is that because we're made in God's image, it means we're deserving of dignity. We somehow mirror and image God, and both male and female, right? There's a, there's a radical equality from the very beginning, which God intended to be respected forever. In the image of God, he created him, it says, but then male and female, he created them. This is is why Christians historically have always been on the forefront of really uh, protecting the weak, protecting all classes of people, that, that the young, even babies, are worthy of our protection. Whereas some cultures, you know, if the baby was not born male, or not pleasing to the parents, you could set them out to die, right? Um, but Christians have always seen an inherent dignity. They've seen it in the old, right? Even when you're past the age of usefulness for some, some people's view, Christians have said, we need to take care of you, right? People who are sick or who have a disease or uh, a, a physical or mental handicap, right? We've always, Christians have always said, they're deserving of dignity and respect. So that's big truth number one. But then the second one, we go on from Genesis 1, and of course we get into uh, Genesis 3, where what happens? We know Adam and Eve rebel against God. They rebel against his order in the world, and God curses God pronounces a curse. Really, the curse came about because of Adam and Eve's sin. 
But he says, cursed is the ground because of you. Right? And relationships are going to be harder. And there's going to be this spiritual dynamic. And work's going to be harder. The world's going to be a hard place. And, there, and death enters into the world. And we, we read a really important passage uh, for us in Romans 5. The Apostle Paul says that sin came into the world through one man. Who's he talking about? Adam, right? And death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Right? This is the second part, the next step in our creation theology, that not only are all people created in the image of God, but then all people are affected by sin. And all people live in a broken world. Now, that doesn't take away the image of God in people, right? We still have the image of God in us. However, marred and covered over by sin, uh, we are. And yet, we're all sinful. And we are all, the Bible tells us, we're all equally condemned apart from Christ. Right? And so, again, we see, we see radical equality. There's no one who is, in and of themselves, more pleasing to God than anyone else, right? Sin is, in one sense, a great leveler. And then going back to that Romans 5 passage, here's, here's lead-in big truth number three. Apostle Paul writes, Because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, one trespass led to condemnation for all men. Now, uh, the big truth here is that all people descend from Adam and Eve, right? At least in the way that the Bible tells it, right? We're all descended from our first parents. And if you read, in fact, in Luke's genealogy, in Luke 3, uh, the genealogy of Jesus goes back to, to Adam. And so we are all brothers and sisters, really, in the same family. We are descended from the same parents. We have a common lineage that we can trace back. Therefore, starting with this premise and these big truths, right, there's no basis for believing in any kind of innate superiority, right, or of any kind, whether it's gender, place of birth, uh, abilities, etc. And any literature that claims any inherent inferiority of another people is at odds with biblical theology, right? Of course, the most famous, uh, probably for us, the most famous example is Nazi Germany, right? In, in a belief in a master race, um, an Aryan supremacy, which really came from probably writings of, of Nietzsche and other philosophers. But not just in Germany, right? We've seen it in America. That John C. Calhoun, who was the seventh vice president of America. Listen to what he said. He once wrote, The two great divisions of society are not the rich and poor, but white and black. And all the former, the white, the poor as well as the rich, belong to the upper class, and are respected and treated as equals. This is a vice president of the United States, right? Saying that there is an inherent superiority based on race. Um, interestingly, there's another one 
um, I was talking with Raul Bermudez, our, uh, our church planter, and he is from, many of you know, he's from Puerto Rico, which, of course, is a territory of the United States. So he was born there, and so he was born as a citizen of the United States. And uh, he was telling me about something called the Jones Act. Now, the Jones Act uh, was enacted by the U.S. Congress in 1917, and it gave Puerto Rican uh, people citizenship in, in America, but it did not allow them to vote in national elections. So they can't, even though they're citizens of America, they can't vote in presidential elections and whatnot. And in that act, there is language that says the reason for that is because Puerto Ricans are of a mixed race of inferior intellect. That law is still on, that act is still on the books today. Right? That's, there is, there is that thinking. And it's, it goes against, certainly goes against biblical theology. Thank you for listening to this podcast uh, from Sunday to Monday on the gospel and race relations. If you would like to know more, please visit our church, River Oaks Presbyterian Church on 101st Street in Tulsa, or visit our website, riveroakstulsa.com. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day.